Welcome to the podcast, guys. It's episode 61, Top of the Dude Chain, and we have our good friend Chris McKnight with us today. Hello. Chris, how's it going? I am here. <laughs> All right, we have an energetic Chris McKnight yeah. with us, obviously. This is going to get ready. Get He's going ready to good. bring it. So, all right. Well, uh, before we get into everything, we would like to take a moment. Uh, our good buddy Josh isn't with us today, and our hearts are with the family. Uh, Josh lost his dad this past week, and they're down in Austin. And uh, Don Walker lived a good life. He was a good man, and we know that he has a crown waiting for him. So we're very happy for that, but, you know, everyone's going to miss him. So, Don, we appreciated all the help and all the comments and everything on the uh, Top of the Dude Chain podcast that you gave us and all the good life lessons that you passed along to everyone along the way. So thank you, sir. All right, guys, moving on. We need to uh, figure out what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we we really came into this one with a plan. Uh, yeah, this is the official episode of Winging It. <laughs> this is this is the the Winging It episode. We won we won it. We, we won it, it we before. Won it. <laughs> Since Josh isn't with us, he's our you know resident wordsmith. Uh, I guess I'll take <laughs> on that charge this week, and I'll just make things up as I go. Yeah, we're going from Josh top of the dude chain to me like lower middle tier of the dude chain. Yeah, you're. That's where I'm at. Yeah, the weakest link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't let this turn into a hate session, man. We'll, <laughs> we'll gang up on you. We'll bring it on. <laughs> That's another thing. Josh is also, uh, you know, the, the scapegoat for all the, uh, I don't know, I guess all the trash talk because we give it to him. All I right. could talk about how I like Punisher Warzone. No. Did you I like? I can make it up. We're not going to allow that. Yeah. That's no. a horrible, horrible film. <laughs> speaking of horrible. I do like limp, some Limp Biscuit though. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of horrible films, we were talking about Black Panther right before he got here. <laughs> So, did you see it got nominated? Yeah, yeah. How? Wh- what? What's your? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I think it deserves it. Why not? You like it? I'm, it's pretty good. I'm kind better, of surprised. Wait, better than Infinity War? Not better than Infinity War. Okay. Which is not nominated. Which is not nominated. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just a massive, <laughs> massive bout of uh, virtue signaling. Yeah. That movie was terrible. It's a horrible movie. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard you criticize it quite a bit, especially the. Uh, the effects and just the flow of it and everything and, and yeah, all. I mean, just not 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 the best story uh, yeah. ever written for sure. I mean, there's definitely been better first uh, runs of Marvel films yeah. out there, uh, like the first Iron Man, yeah. which you know never would have been considered for anything. Avengers: Affinity War not considered for anything. To me, it's just it doesn't deserve to be on that list. There was yeah. a slew of better movies that came out last year. It's really surprising that they would even consider something like Black Panther to well, be. Well, and, and that's what I'm there. saying. And it's not even so much that it's just like what I said before. Like, I feel like it's nothing but virtue signaling. I think it's just. I don't know. It, no, it, that, no, that is what I'm saying. It's just that. It's just <laughs> that. That's the only reason why it's on there. It would not be on there. No, no other Marvel film would be well, on there if that movie wouldn't have come out this year. My, I mean, is the CGI. Any better than or any worse than Infinity War? The CGI in Infinity War is spectacular. I felt like it was. I mean, really, Thanos really looked good. terrible. Are you serious? I mean, for a, most of the movie. No, 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 no. Especially in no, that no, throne no. room he scene, was, <laughs> he looked awful. No, he was convincing. I felt like he was convincing throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I felt like all the CGI in that movie was solid, especially like the Ebony Mall. 
Like that I was pretty good. CGI is good. He was awesome. Uh, you know, considering Spider Man's completely CGI, Iron Man's yeah. completely CGI. The fight between Thanos and uh, Doctor Strange is incredible CGI. Yeah. Like, there's a part, and I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, where Black Panther, Black Panther jumps from a train going 1,000 miles an hour, swings around a post, and comes back around to the exact same spot where he was. <laughs> it's a movie magic. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I know Captain America's shield defies physics all the time, but they just looked like, they looked like Gumby. They yeah. Just, it was just terrible, terrible CGI, terrible acting throughout the entire film. Yeah. It just was well, not a good movie. wasn't It wasn't an intriguing story to me. It was just, and then to you know, they almost made it through the whole movie, and then right there at the end, they you know they have to get into the whole like ah oh, slavery, bro. This is why I'm angry. All that. <laughs> Whenever it was his dad killed by another black man. Well, <laughs> black on black violence. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and I mean, well, now I will say this though. I I'm surprised that an action movie or that a superhero movie, even if it is a spectacular one would get nominated for Best Picture. You know what I mean? It, yeah, because they're just meant to be dumb fun. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're typically the ones that are the blockbuster, the fun ones and stuff. And we, we talked about this before, about how what makes it a Best Picture candidate. You know, usually it's, you know, they, they took storytelling and, and did something unique with it, or they did something different, or they, they did something new. You know, there's, there's usually something special, or they, they gave you a perspective you haven't seen, you know, or something like that. And uh, we were talking about how, um, you know, what are the other nominations you said? It was... Uh, uh, Black Klansman, which I heard was was good. Yeah. Um, uh, Roma, which I've heard is is fantastic. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Um, golly, I just had him pulled up. Roma? Roma. Roma. No, Roma. no yeah. Roma will never be nominated for anything. <laughs> He'll never win anything. To include the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, but, the, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, the different movies that win it. And, and then, you know, there's the big snub every year that someone feels like something got snubbed. I remember one, you know, the year that it was Avatar versus the Hurt Locker. Um, I was really surprised because of all the hype around Avatar and what all they did that Hurt Locker won. Then I went and watched the Hurt Locker and I was like, that was the better movie. See, Hurt Locker... Hurt Locker is well acted, but it's a stupid film. Is it? It's a stupid film. I think any legitimate veteran would look at it and be like, "Really? Yeah." Like they're rolling around in the well, desert. That is one thing one I am v. not. <laughs> like that's n- it's never been like that. In okay. That, in, that, in Iraq, you're always rolling out three to five vehicles. You're never going to be by yourself. You're never sneaking off post. And if you are, you're going to get whatever well, his name, Bo Berdald or whatever. That's and where you're going to get caught and get your head cut off or whatever yeah, else. And, and that's where me not having the experience of, you know, being in the military or anything like that. You know, I didn't notice any of that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know that. All I know is that was a tense movie. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it as a film. But like I said, being a veteran in the back of my head, I just couldn't get over some of the stupidity yeah. and some of the overacting of yep. some of the stuff. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, now, um, uh, some others, you know, we had talked about how uh, Shakespeare in Love beat out Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. You know, that's a that's a pretty big snub. Have you seen Shakespeare in Love? I haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. What? 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 So in general, I don't see Best Picture nominees. Black Panther might actually be the first Black uh, Best Picture nominee I've seen. But keep in mind, it shouldn't be one. <laughs> <laughs> well, because not I've only is it. it a comic book film, but it's not even a good comic book film. <laughs> it's not like like a, The Dark Knight absolutely should have been nominated. Yeah, because yeah. that's a spectacular film. I will say, of all the, you know, if you want to say comic book hero movies or whatever, Dark Knight was spectacular and obviously you know it was a combination of christopher nolan's you know abilities and everything he did with 
Heath Ledger taking it to the next level. Yeah. You know, it, everything on that one was spectacular. That that was one of the first ones I've walked out of thinking, wow, man, this this movie's different. It's it's a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Saving Private Ryan, just <clears throat> you need to go watch oh, it. Oh, it's, a, it's a definitely, it's a top 10 all time. Yeah. I think on most people's lists. Yeah, it, it's it's a great story, but just how they show that storming of the beaches in Normandy is, I mean, it'll definitely make you think, you know, what these men had to go through because from everything I've ever heard, they said that's, you know, probably as close as you could get to making it look like <laughs> it looked like. Yeah. Um, you know, and they they had a lot of veterans that came out after that and talked, you know, about it. And uh, I actually uh, had talked to my dad a little bit because uh, when my mom was cutting hair um, for Jane Ross, well, Jane's husband had actually uh, fought in World War II and had stormed the beaches in Normandy. He was one of the few that survived it and everything. And so dad had talked to him a little bit and hearing his stories and, and all. And it's just, that's just, it's just an overwhelming story, you know, to even consider what they faced when they hit that beach and what it was like. And Spielberg did a great job of showing that. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever heard surround sound in a in a film. And, you know, so it felt like the bullets were all around you. It felt like the tanks were, you know, driving through the theater and everything. So it, it was pretty fantastic. I'm, I'm really surprised that Shakespeare in Love beat it because – I mean, I don't even know people that still hold that movie in any kind of regard. They don't. Well, and there's a lot of films like that. Unless, unless, unless just, I don't go kind of, to film school. That, well, they just kind of fall into obscurity. Yeah. Um, what one last I year? Will, now, I will say, just like uh, my mil- the three billboards. Movie uh, about billboards? Three billboards. It, it's a pretty good story. Yeah. It, it's good. It, it's, I have not. I have to admit, I haven't seen it. It's good. But I want to see it. I've heard it's, I've pretty, heard it's a, a solid movie. It, it's pretty good, man. It, and they do. And a lot of times they do pick the best movie. But it's kind of like what we were talking about before. There's a lot of uh, politicking that goes into it. Like, yeah. Part of the budget, millions and millions of dollars is spent towards campaigning for your film to win. And the way the voting works, which I found it is super weird. So there's like, what, 10 nominees or eight nominees? Yeah. Well, essentially, you vote one through eight. Well, if the first one uh, or if one of them doesn't get nominated, like if everybody doesn't pick the same eight and one drops off, well, then your vote goes towards the next one. So the one you voted number one, if not, if it doesn't even make the list, your vote goes to, towards whatever was the most common number one. <laughs> so it's like you could that actually be like voting. System. It seems like you could actually be voting for a movie that you, you don't even like, yeah. which is kind of weird yeah. to me. To me, it should yeah. be like they vote on averages, and then that list is finalized, and then you vote one through, and then you just go yeah. off of averages. But yeah. that's not the way it works. Well, now, I will say, uh, when it comes to watching movies, you know, I watch movies, and I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like, and it doesn't mean that I know what I'm doing. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, whenever I talk to you, uh, you always bring up things about the, um, a lot of times, especially with the effects or the sound or the technical side of it, you really bring up or you start bringing up, you know, kind of the storytelling and things. Uh, now, I don't catch all that sometimes. You know, I, I don't notice if something has bad CGI unless it has really bad CGI. You know, it has to be pretty bad. Also, I don't always get the art films, you know, the film school stuff. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Ira Hicks. He um, He's really good at explaining why a movie's good when I don't get it. And he said, here's what here's what they did that's different. And when he does that, I'm always, you know, kind of like, OK, well, I wouldn't have ever caught that. And, you know, you, you know, it's just one of those type of deals. And I'll go back and watch a movie again and 
and like it. But, I mean, it's not uncommon for me to hate a movie that everybody loves. I thought Mad Max, the remake with Charlie Theronaut, I I liked parts of it, but overall I just thought it was ridiculous and didn't think it was that special. Turns out everybody else on the planet loved it, you know, so. I loved it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, but. but I'm that, one of those guys. Yeah, well, but I, that's what I'm getting at. It, what metric do they use to decide what's a good movie? It, like. It's, Should people have to have it explained to them whether or no, not it's, it's good just, it's, or how it's, it's good? It's absolutely subjective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, there's, um, I can't remember how many people are members of the Academy. It's something like 2,000. And so they, these are people that receive like screeners and all this stuff. Like they're part of this whole like politicking that goes on in Hollywood. Like people send them screeners like before the movie ever comes out. So they're campaigning for their movie before the movie's ever been released and been like accepted as the, you know, a great film. And, uh, that's like where the voting starts. And then whenever the, the, you know, the finalized list comes out, they go down it, they pick their top eight or however many nominees there are. And then people, uh, you know, they, it goes into like this big pile of films and then, uh, whatever the top eight is, like I said, with that weird system of one dropping off and then your vote going towards the next one happens. So it's just weird. I don't yeah. know. I think but no. it's, it's subjective. Obviously. I mean, you're picking the best film, yeah. Like, obviously, Saving Private Ryan is a much better film than Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Well, Armageddon probably won Best Picture, so. <laughs> no, you, I mean, if you go back and you look at it, and you look at some of the movies that won Best Picture and you look at some of the other nominees, it'll yeah. it'll just blow your mind. Yeah. Because some of them are just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I but, mean. But I feel like this is, the reason why that's coming up so much lately is because Black Panther made the list. And everybody's like, how? Yeah. Like, if a obviously in the same year that infinity war came out, which is 10 times the film that black Panther is how. Yeah. And obviously it's just, it's politics is all it is. It's yeah. just virtue signaling politics. Well, I don't know much about movies. So <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I can't even tell when they do something wrong, but, um, I will say a lot of times I'm surprised by what, what the Academy awards, you know, like as far as best picture, some of the other stuff, you know, like best cinematography and things like that, you know, when they start showing, you know, what what movies are nominated, you can kind of see that they did something cool or something like that. But yeah, definitely best picture is one of those that it, it's super debatable, man. Yeah, it's super debatable. Well, I think it's just been a lot less legitimate in the past couple of years than it's ever been before. Well, it's it, OK. So Black Panther has best picture nominee. Does it have any best actor, best supporting actor? I don't think anything so. Anything like that? I don't think so. Don't they usually have them? Yeah, nor yeah. normally normally a best picture is nominated in several categories. I don't yeah. I don't think that it was nominated in anything else. And yeah. I honestly I don't think it'll win. I think it's just kind of like, hey guys, let's put this on the it list. It seems like pandering. Let's put this on the list. Yeah. It's it's a lot of pandering. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, it's not a good movie. It's not. It's just not. I yeah. I saw hey. it, I saw it in theaters and uh, you know, I'm looking at them fight rhinos. I'm looking at the terrible <laughs> And, and, you know, everything is CGI. They have all these, like, ninjas running around in Hollywood doing awesome stunts, and they can't pull somebody, or you know, to get into a Black Panther suit and do some actual stunts. Yeah. Like, it's all CGI, and it's terrible. Now, you also didn't like Captain America, the first one. You yeah, like you, The Winter no. Soldier is one of your favorites. But Winter Soldier is uh, probably... Man, it's it's a toss up between Infinity War and and Winter Soldier. They're both they both have the best dialogue. I think they're both the Russo brothers, right? Yeah. I think the Russo brothers. Russo did. brothers started with Winter Soldier, yeah, and they're yeah. going to end it, with Endgame. Yeah, they did, but they did Infinity War too, right? Did they? Yeah, do? yeah, yeah. So, They've done the Avengers franchise since Winter yeah. Soldier. Yeah. So anything the Russo brothers touch, as far as like action goes, is pretty solid. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, it even has good story, good dialogue. Like that one kind of gets into the whole. Like, you know, Hydra's taken over 
uh, shield, you know, it's kind of, yeah. and you know, the guy that's supposed to be like Mr. America has to question, you know, what is it that yeah. he's actually doing? Yeah. Conflict. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Good, so it was, good it was a lot more interesting. It's like, you know, you were doing the same stuff you were doing in the fir- first film, but now it's like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was just cool. The dialogue was good. The bad guys were interesting. Now, did you like civil war? No, you didn't. Uh, I mean, I liked it from an action standpoint, but the storyline is just kind of goofy. It, to me, it falls apart in the third act real hard. Yeah, yeah. the Zemo stuff is yeah, weird. Yeah, the Zemo, like his plot, and and it's been made fun of a million times, so nothing I'm saying is new. The plot of Zemo had to, like, everything had to happen perfectly, like, in his world for it all to come together. Like, the whole thing was him going around trying to find this video of uh, the Winter Soldier killing Tony Stark's parents. And he had to get them all. He had to know that Stark was going to change his mind about what he was doing was bad yeah. and then go to help him. Yeah. Like, who who in, their, who in the world knows that? Like, he'd have to have, like, some type of foresight. And it was just, yeah, it was just and, goofy. And how would he know about that video? Like, where did he... Because yeah. it just shows him as being a Sokovia and, guy. And by that point, Stark has already accepted the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing when he's under... The, the mind control. So why would he be mad that Wiley was under mind control? He killed his parents when he's yeah. accepted the fact that, oh, well, that's not him whenever he's being controlled. Yeah. Yeah. The Zemo storyline really yeah. came in. Yeah. It must have came in like late. And yeah. Just inserted yeah. In, in. Yeah. You know, I, I actually I, I wish it just would have been kind of like in the comic books where it's about, you know, the registration thing, except mm-hmm. they, you know, they made it the Sokovia Accords. Well, it's mutant registration in uh, in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they politicized Spider-Man and it. Tony Stark took advantage of Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man ends up switching to Captain America's side. And then somebody accidentally gets killed, like, in the meantime. If they would have done something like that, it would have been a little bit more interesting. Yeah, but, that does sound better. <laughs> yeah, but they made it, you know, Tony Stark and his mommy and daddy issues. You yeah. don't want to spoil who died? Who? In Civil War? Captain America dies, right? No. In the in the comic book? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets he gets, yeah. he gets somebody dies. He gets sniped by crossbones. Oh, somebody, right? uh, some, yeah. But it was giant that gets killed. Initially. Right, in the, like in, yeah, yeah, to set off uh, everything. It's like, like these a, kids, a clone, are... a clone of Thor kills him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but the the kids the kids are like on in this reality show. It's like the New Mutants or something. I can't remember what they were called. Yeah. And they go after this guy that sets himself off and detonates and kills like, a whole bunch of yeah, people. Yeah, blows up a neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And so it starts this whole thing in a mutant registration and then Tony Stark is like being like a government d-bag yeah and instead of robots lifting a country yeah stark, <laughs> stark what's funny is like i didn't realize how like stark's pretty evil in the comic books like he's not like the oh, yeah. hero like they portray him to be yeah you know he, he's kind of snarky and he's got you know quips for days but in the in the comic books man he's done some pretty shysty stuff yeah well <laughs> yeah the, the comics are definitely um i think you know if, if all you know is the movies which i'm unfortunately in that boat uh you really don't have a full understanding of the Marvel Universe. Um, because DC Universe, you know, Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, all those, I feel like they've always just been around. I've, you know, you know their stories and everything else. I'll be honest with you, until they started making these movies, I did not care even a lick about Captain America, about Well, their stories Man, constantly change. Thor, or any of them. I didn't care about it. In fact, I thought the only reason there was an Avengers is because they sucked so bad as superheroes. (laughs) They had to form a team to get people to even be interested in it. And then the only way they could make it interesting is they're like, okay, they still suck. Let's give them Hulk. You know what I mean? Like Because in my mind, in Marvel, it was Spider-Man, Hulk, and X-Men, and that's all there was. Everybody else sucked. Uh, You know, but... The movie started coming around, and all of a sudden, Iron Man was like, oh, well, man, this is a good movie. You know, Captain America comes along and is like, oh, well, 
I thought it was a good movie, you know, and and so on and so forth with Thor. I thought even though it was kind of campy and dorky, it was, you know, I liked it. I thought it was fun. You know, it was a good movie to me. So Ragnarok was great. Yeah, yeah the first fantastic. two. The first two Thors are pretty weak. Yeah, I don't really even remember the second one. And you know the the second nobody does. and third <laughs> Iron Man were terrible. See, so I really liked Thor: The Dark World. Oh, like, what? I went and saw it, <laughs> and you... then we turned around. We like we were leaving the theater. We turned around and said, "No, let's go see it again." No, no really? What? what? Yeah, we liked it that oh, much. That's so weird. Uh, I went back and watched it recently. I said, "Why did I like this?" <laughs> so much? My my controversial one is and is Iron Man two. I actually like Iron Man two. Uh, it's better than Iron Man three. Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh. Iron Man three, I think, is the weakest. Do you like the Marvel Mickey Rourke film. one? Yeah, where he's got the whips. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I I don't know why people hate that movie so much. I think it's just because of Mickey Rourke's character. Because uh, who's the uh, and his bird? Who who's uh who plays a uh, hammer? Um, is it Sam Worthington? Is that his name? Not Sam Worthington. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but no, Sam Worthington's Clash of the Titans guy. No, but the guy that won, he was like best supporting actor yeah. for three billboards. Yeah, he's also in Vice. Sam yeah. Rockwell? Rockwell? Rockwell, yes. Yeah. Hilarious. He was hilarious in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then War Machine was awesome. And the final fight between War Machine, Iron Man, and all the drones was really cool. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was I thought it was an okay second installment. Have yeah. you seen all the but 10 three years was terrible. later challenge on social media? Like yeah. what this person looked the, like 10 years ago? There's been a bunch of good memes. Yeah, Terrence Howard becomes Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. I also saw one that has the Texas Rangers with like a championship box, and then ten years later, it's still empty. Like they're both just empty. <laughs> uh, no, that was that was a sad day, man. Watching the Rangers get beat by dude, the watching them lose it by like one strike. Yeah, yeah, that was a terrible day. And then they couldn't win another game. I was sitting next to a Cardinals fan. It hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I quit watching baseball after that. Yeah, they they made it feel good again, but then it went away. <laughs> yeah, real fast. So, well. Speaking of, I went to the Thunder game last night. It's pretty excited to get tickets, go watch them play the Pelicans. You know, see Anthony Davis, one of the best basketball players of all time. Apparently, he sprained his finger, so <laughs> he didn't play. That's. I think that's one of the worst things about NBA games is you get excited, you get your tickets early, and then you know whoever you want to see for some reason or another doesn't play. Now, I missed Kobe because he was. Uh, when he came into town, I think I don't know if he was hurt or if he was just resting. Like that's even worse when they're just resting, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't make the trip or whatever. Pop used to do that to people all the time. He'd rest his guys. He he actually had Tim Duncan on the the DMP list, and his reason was old. You know, it just <laughs> just said old next to him. <laughs> so you know, it, it's kind of terrible. But even with they had three starters out. The Thunder let these guys keep the score tied. They got up 20. Then they let they lost the lead, and it got almost tied again. And then they got it back up to like a 10 and then a 16-point lead. And then it kind of went back and forth to where in the fourth quarter, in the last minute, you actually had a game. And we were talking about how, you know, they call them trap games. You know, it's these games that, for whatever reason, the team's supposed to win it. They come in. They're underprepared. They don't play well. And sometimes they get beat. Thunder are real bad about that. In yeah. fact, they get they, you know they'll they'll take a team like you know like the Blazers and and beat them you know or they'll you know they'll mess around and beat somebody like the Rockets or the Warriors or you know somebody like that and then turn around and get beat by Atlanta you know get beat by Orlando or something like that uh, get beat by a depleted Cleveland or somebody like what is that you're an NBA player you know I get it there's you know what 82 games something like that what. What keeps you from getting up for a game, or what causes these teams to, whenever they're playing, to, I don't know, just 
you're supposed to rail these guys, man. You're supposed to just whoop them. What happens? You don't know. I'm getting nothing. I'm not that much of an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> well, I pretty much would not be able to do very much every time. Yeah, the whole not showing up, I don't know. To me, it's it's because these guys are talented and yeah. I feel like they think they can win it on talent alone. They don't have to have game plan. And where when you see them play against um you know, Rockets or the Warriors or something like that, or the Blazers, they've played well against the Blazers. What's going on is you have a team that is not just trying to rely on talent. They're trying to rely on, you know, playing well. And they're focused on the game plan and what they've prepared. And they go in there and they're trying to execute. Whereas, you know, you play these other teams that you're supposed to win. I think they just come in and they, you know, they just kind of slack off. And for whatever reason, they think talent's going to win. And that's when you see them just trying to take guys off the dribble and, and kind of flinging shots up then playing lazy defense. and Yeah, I think for the Thunder, though, it's like they they come into those games. That's not a game that they have to play like a team. Yeah. They, they just – Russ does his thing. Paul George can do his thing. They yeah. don't have to mesh. They don't have to worry about, like, this is some off, like really tough game. And then uh, you, it's a combination of that because you got the Pelicans who – can you name any starters for the Pelicans? You were there. Yeah, Drew Holiday. He was yeah. he played. Now he's really good. But like, An- Anthony one. Davis was was out. Julius yeah. Randle was out, and I'm trying to remember. It seemed like somebody else was out. They had three that were that were out. Um, but the biggest being Anthony Davis. So you got all these um, guys that are playing for you know contract for to be able to play for the Pelicans or play oh, yeah. for some other team next year. Oh, yeah. So this is their opportunity. They're putting everything together, and they've got to win it. And the Thunder's yeah. like, we're just going to win this without even trying. Yep. And that's how they've been all year long, right? Yeah. Well. Against the teams that they should beat, it seems like. Uh, and I don't know what the whole not getting up for a game, because you hear that excuse, well, they're not going to get up for it. But it just doesn't seem like an excuse when you're a professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. It's probably why Michael Jordan's the GOAT. I don't feel they're like he was ever that whether way. Whether or not they go to that game or play in that game or play hard in that game, right? Yeah, it, but, you know, they play hard. I think it just comes down to they uh, they think talent alone is just is just enough. And, you know, there's never that urgency to – get a lead, protect a lead, or whatever else, you know, they, you know. Does that happen in other leagues, other sports? Baseball, I would say probably. Yeah. You know. I think it happens in the NFL. Really? Even with that few games? Yeah, I mean, you got guys like uh, Antonio Brown. won a couple games. You got guys like Antonio Brown that just set out the last game. and. Yeah, well, you know, the Browns did win a couple games this season, so that, that could have hey, been some teams slacking. So just the Browns turned it completely it around. Yeah. They were this close to a winning record. Y'all, y'all had, you, think, you think they're going to be that good next year? Uh, yeah, I think that every year, obviously. Right, right, right. Gonna, but do you actually think they're going to be as good or do as good? I think that they've set once, once up everything to to be able to do that. Once everybody watches some uh, Baker Mayfield film? Yeah. I don't know. I think that cause I they're not wor- just playing against Baker Mayfield. I always worry about a, a quarterback second season. Yeah, they... Because, like... Like Dak, <laughs> yeah. Dak, Dak came out and was just like, "Whoa, okay, he's he's better than Romo." And now I'm like, "Yeah, eh, he's just like Romo." Yeah, he's he, just like he Romo. Maybe, yeah. He's maybe not as good as Romo. Um, yeah. Deshaun Watson looked pretty bad this year for the first half of the year, at least. I'm wondering if his wasn't injury related, though. Yeah, uh, I have trouble believing that he's going to take that many steps backwards. I don't. I don't think he's an RG three who comes in, lights it up his first year, and then falls completely off. I, I. I would fully expect Deshaun Watson to, you know, pull it together next season and, and be better. Yeah. But. Well, Baker Mayfield has a full off season of no Hugh Jackson. 
So he'll have a full that's year a, of that's a no Hugh Jackson. That's a positive. <laughs> and he won't have to go to any games where he gets to stare him down because he will not be employed by the league. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. But uh, what are y'all looking at now? Your defense looked good. Everybody's coming back, oh, yeah. right? I think so, yeah. Okay, so your defense looked good. Your offensive line, how's that going to look next year? I think everybody's returning, and is that a good thing? They weren't that great this they year. They got they got significantly better throughout the season. Weren't they getting like pushback three yards every game at least on every play for that the first half of the season? Yeah, uh, they're gonna have to shore that up if they're gonna be anything. They, they don't have Bob Wiley anymore. You know, set hut guy. Yeah, set hut, hut. Did you ever see the 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 pregnant lady who was doing it? She yes. Had a, yeah. It was fantastic. That was pretty hilarious. Oh man! So but they, uh, they don't have him, and he didn't believe in stretching. Witchcraft. Yeah, why, why would you? He said, we fought two world wars. <laughs> you never saw a guy get out there and stretch. <laughs> well, hang on, let me stretch first. Yeah. <laughs> Solid logic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, well. But uh, I don't know. The It was a young team this year, and they're going to add to it, and they've got, I think, a good head coach in Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I uh, I messed around, and I, I thought a couple of years ago the Browns looked like they were kind of making some good decisions and kind of moving in the right direction. They lost every game. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say that I'm going to not get my hopes up too high. Uh, it depends on yet. how much, how much uh, Jimmy Haslam is going to be involved in the decision-making Man, process. Look at, look at our division. You know, me being a Steelers fan, our division, what has happened? I mean, the Steelers are looking like a dumpster fire all of a sudden. Uh the Ravens, you know, are holding their head above water, so you got that going for you. But the Bengals, I mean, let's, yeah. I think we all agree the Bengals are trash. Well, and they're finally yeah. getting rid of They're probably going to replace Andy Dalton this year. Yeah. the I, I think the Ravens are going to run away with it next year because they're going to have a full year with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think that he'll take off. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh definitely needs this defense to keep getting better and better. Um, and I feel like the offense can score. I feel like we can do things. It doesn't matter if Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are there or not. That's, no. That's, that was never a problem before. <clears throat> we we had a revolving door for people when they wanted more money or when they started, you know, wanting that star treatment or whatever else. We were like, you know, feel free to go get it somewhere. You know, we're, we're not going to hold you back. But, you know, we build in the draft, and we build from the ground up, and we keep, you know, a sustainable – you know, program going, and that's I think when, how we do it. And when it comes to that offense, I think Mike Tomlin just has it. You yeah, know, like it doesn't matter who's in there. He's you know James Conner or was it was his last the running back. Actually, got rid of our running backs coach. Did you? Yeah, which is kind of makes you wonder what's going on. I was glad they got rid of Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator. I think you saw why we were I, glad yeah, that they got rid of him. Yeah, I was so excited for Todd Haley. I said, "This is it. We're going to have a great offense." And yeah. then they got rid of him I with Hugh Jackson. Nothing to do and with I haven't him. heard anything about him since. Yeah, well, yeah, so anyways, but Corey over there, the Cowboys fan, is finally looking up for that guy. The defense is pretty salty. They can yeah. just get that offense rolling. Yeah, and uh, I mean, new offensive coordinator coming in next year. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, offensive coordinator. I thought so. Yeah, we got rid of, uh, I'm brain farting. Yeah, I don't keep up with the Cowboys enough to know who they are. Yeah, we got rid of him. Is. We're bringing in a guy I think that was uh, going to be in that Alliance League or whatever is coming back. Okay. So... Well, it doesn't really matter who's on your team. The refs are going to decide every game. Dude. Oh, man. No, listen, I'm I'm not a conspiracy He's theorist. He's a salty I'm, saint. Listen, I'm not Josh. I'm not Josh. But, dude, it's sketchy, man. The league was so sketchy this year. Oh, yeah. I've never seen so many no calls on massive plays. Yeah. Massive yeah. plays. Like the game C deciders. Like the Seahawks game against the Cowboys. 
Dude, they were kicking the feet out from underneath our wide receivers. Yeah. Kicking their feet out from underneath them with a, a line judge just sitting there looking at it. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> interesting. And they finally called it towards the end of the game, but I think only to keep it interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, that call against the Saints, crazy. Some of the yeah. calls that the Pats got, roughing the passer when, like, for this. Oh, that was yeah. ridiculous. To keep them in the game and give them a go-ahead touchdown, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. That is horrible horrible officiating and it's i think there's teams that he the, may have tore tom brady's jersey and you have to protect listen <laughs> tom brady and his jersey listen tom the refs phone it in for the patriots i don't care <laughs> i don't care who you are patriots fans will be like no look at statistics blah 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 they yeah. get just as many yards for and against and i'm like yeah but they don't get game changing calls like nobody gets game changing calls as much as the patriots do yeah. yeah not another team on this planet and that's and Saint, the saints rams game uh, pulling it off of the Patriots' height, uh, had the, Patriots. the three referees were all from Los Angeles, and one of them was a former Rams player. Yeah. Jeez. The guy that was right there next to the hit. No wonder he hates him. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. <laughs> was he part of the LaDainian Thompson Rams, or was he part of the other Rams? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, <sighs> Dude, but oh, the wait, officiating played has for been the Chargers, hor- didn't he? Yeah, I wasn't going to correct yeah. you. I was just going to let it <laughs> My go. My bad. It was Falk that played for the Rams. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the officiating has been horrible. I noticed it real bad at the beginning of the season when uh, the well when the Browns had three ties in a row or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then had when they played against the Chargers. Yeah. And they were they scored a touchdown on a play that had like blatant false start. Yeah. Like just obvious. And they just didn't do anything about it. The, they, like the league came out the next week and said, "We apologize for this." And I, I mean, we got blown out that game. But who's to say that they wouldn't have come back? Who's to say? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much everybody. No, I just there, there's teams where you watch like the Patriots, and you just see holding massive amounts of holding on every single play. And I get that sometimes you know it's just you got to let them play. Like you don't call every single one of them. Yeah. But sometimes it was just so stinking massive, man, and they never get called for it. Tom Brady gets more time than any other quarterback. They have a great offensive line, no doubt. The probably the best offensive line in the league, arguably. But yeah. I mean, they just the Se- the Seahawks are the same way. I hate both those teams. Yeah. Seahawks hold every single play, and they just never get called for it. Someone tried to tell me we were talking about Tom Brady and his you know resume. Obviously, he's you know going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks the of all time. Greatest. I know of you're all a fan, time. but someone actually tried to tell me they're like, man, you could put him on any team and they would win. I said no. Because if you do not block for Tom Brady, he can't win a football game no. dead. Yeah. And he will die. No, no. I heard a, I heard a decent <laughs> argument for Terry Bradshaw is uh, he went to the Super Bowl four times in six years yeah. and won mm-hmm. both of them back-to-back. Yeah. Without any rules protecting the quarterback in a much more brutal league that didn't protect quarterbacks or wide receivers. So is Tom Brady really the best quarterback of all time? Tom Brady has spanned two, I, and I two get, def- and I, definite eras. And I get that he's played forever. Yeah. But the dude gets tickled and gets a call in his favor. <laughs> people, I think people are, are don't, he gets rid of the ball faster than any other quarterback for sure, too. But like the dude, the dude knows he's got a call coming every single time he gets touched, and the defense knows that, too. Yeah. I just, I just think there's, there's special what, protections for Tom Brady. <laughs> what Tom Brady is able to do is amazing, but he's only able to do it because they let him do it. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? They, they kind of cater to the guy because his limitations – are 100% physical, and it's a physical game, and they took the physical out of the game. Yeah. For him. For him. 
So does Belichick have I think the if, resume that he has without Brady? If we took, if we, I don't that? know. I don't know if it's the same resume, but you know, I feel like Belichick deserves a lot of credit for the system solid. for being able to yeah. um, to take a, a guy like Brady, who is obviously great at so many things, but does have a couple of flaws, and builds a system where that guy is able to succeed at the highest level. Yeah. Now you know, if Belichick isn't the guy that he is, I don't think they can do it because, you know, it's a system. It You know, no game is decided because you've got the best quarterback. If the best quarterback won every game, then Patrick Mahomes would be going to the Super Bowl because he's been the best quarterback this season. Now, Brady's made the big plays, you know, and the team has won, but honestly, he's been the best quarterback, in my opinion. I've not seen anything like it. Yeah, you know that quote um... – all that has to happen for evil to exist is for good men to do nothing. Yeah. That's Patrick, why Tom Brady is. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes didn't get to see the field in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Evil persisted. And, and there's a valid argument. That That's so dumb. Oh, man. The overtime but, rules are I just, so bad. I don't understand why both teams don't get an opportunity, and then after they've each had an opportunity, then it's the first one to score. Yeah. So it still kind of matters if you win the coin toss, but only if you allow it to. Yeah. But with that, the second the second like they said, the second Tom Brady got the ball that game, you knew that game was over. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew the game was over when they won the coin toss, and that's stupid. Yeah. Like why not just flip the coin and walk off the field? Yeah. Because Tom Brady's gonna get a touchdown. The officials are gonna make sure he gets a touchdown. Well, and the Chiefs defense was terrible. And their yeah, and their yeah. defense allowed them to do whatever they and, wanted. And, and the, the Chiefs game. have got to address that. And then the one interception yeah, they, they had. Coordinator. Yeah. They they've got Well, they to should have. Their guys lining Five feet ahead of. Well, don't don't forget, they also the like gave away one of their best uh, defensive players before the season too. Yeah. So you know they they yeah. got to start making the right decisions, and their offense is is honestly it's in a good position. They it's good. They've got to invest in that defense, and I mean, I don't know. We, we've seen you know the Saints. We've seen how good they've been with just an offense, and then they finally got their defense hitting. And look how much better they've been in these last couple of seasons. You know they're. They look like a clear-cut favorite to go to the Super Bowl. If they hadn't got cheated, they'd be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's why the defense has to be there. And now you have people trying to say that defense no longer wins Super Bowls. I'm like, you're crazy. You can't get there without a defense of some sort. You just can't. I don't care what you say. Well, that Rams defense is finally playing up to its name. Right? Yeah. The, the Rams, the only reason they were even in that game with the Saints to be able to win it off that blown call was because their defense was finally healthy. I got a friend, a Saints fan, I told him, I said, man, the biggest problem y'all got right now is it looks like that Rams defense is is back to good and it's going to be a little bit tougher than what you're thinking. Uh, it's not going to be just can you score with them. You remember when we drafted the Rams defense in the seventh round of a fantasy draft? We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. If we had gotten the Rams defense in the playoffs we, hey, for the for the fantasy we, league, it would have been great. We we got into this league together, me and Chris and our good buddy Justin Geary, and uh, one of the first things that we talked about was that like, you guys, I know how you like to you know kind of go out on some limbs and and kind of reach and, and and make wild decisions. We gotta we gotta you know be calm, think about the future, and then I'm like seventh round. Let's get a defense. <laughs> Wow. It was me. It was all me. Our, well, when we picked our first pick was in the third round, and I fought hard for Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the only place where we actually did any good was in the very end rounds where we just scraped together and picked got a James Conner. Yeah. Carry on Johnson. We're set up for the future. Yeah, we're, we're okay for the future as long as uh, Patricia can run the football. I've said mm-hmm. it, man, over and over. If. 
you are a football coach and you have a stud running back and you don't run him into the ground, you're suspect. Uh, you are not a real football coach, in my opinion. That Speaking that, of running that backs. That has to happen. C.J. Anderson. Yeah, like what's up with that? I mean, he's going to win another Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you, you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Rams. Yeah. You think so? I think so. I, 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 I as much as a, like I love Tom Brady. I feel like the I, Patriots always play their worst game in the Super Bowl. That's true, and I think <laughs> that the Rams, I, people love the Rams right now, and I think if they really and they hate the Patriots, those Patriots haters, and I think that if they really examine themselves, they'd see that they would hate the Rams. I think one of the yeah. reasons I hate the Patriots is they're essentially the Yankees of the NFL. Well, I, like they, think, they they have a fandom that's just ridiculous. I would just say talk to all them people in Atlanta about counting the Patriots out. You just don't do it. Right. And I won't until they prove otherwise because it looked like Atlanta was going to run them out of that stadium up until they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's the thing. And that was a that was a tough loss, man. I had a good friend on that. Well, I think Atlanta in team. in 5 years we see the Rams being in where the Patriots were at the start of their dynasty. I'm not going I'm not calling them a dynasty, but I'm saying if they can keep the contracts on their defense. Yeah. And uh they can I mean, they have Sean McVay. Their offense is going to stay great. Yeah. I think that that team's going to have sustained success. They were out in the first round of the playoffs last year. Yeah. And they're in the Super Bowl this year. And two years ago, they had, what, three wins? Yeah. Well, two years ago, they were they were mud. I mean, yeah. they. I, I've never seen a team turn around that much. And, you know, coach matters, man. That's why, you know, you want to give Brady all the credit in the world. But Belichick deserves a lot of that credit. Yeah. I have a theory that Belichick could win all those games with Giselle at quarterback. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like he's got a better chance of uh, winning a game with Giselle than Brady has one winning without I, Belichick. Yeah, I agree. I think the Patriots are fine without Brady. Yeah. I honestly do. They look pretty fine when he went down. Yeah. They, they, they had two quarterbacks that got big, you know. Yeah, Matt Castle, right? The Matt Castle back in the day. No, about? no, no! I'm talking about a uh, dude at San Francisco now, Garoppolo, oh, jo- Jacoby Brissett, and, and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah I mean they both got good jobs because when they came in for the Patriots, they looked like you know they were the best thing. Now Garoppolo does look like he might be pretty good. Yeah, but I don't know if Jacoby Brissett's as good as they made him look. Uh, you I, know? Yeah, and he was he was on a bad Colts team. Yeah, he. I think that he deserves a chance but yeah he's on the same Colts team that Andrew Luck almost took to the play uh, through the playoffs not led by Frank Reich well it's still yeah but again Andrew Luck's a special talent he's gonna make your team quite a bit better but even I mean back in the day Matt Castle he made Matt Castle look like an all-star and he got a big contract and never performed for any other team yeah yeah I think he was back up for the Lions at one point yeah, the Lions, man, that is <laughs> the Lions. That's sad. That's a sad, sad situation they got going on over there. Even with good players, I, I said the other day, at least the Browns have been terrible and not had good players. Yeah. The Lions have been terrible and they've had good players. They've had know? some of the best players of all time. What's your excuse, and Megatron, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you not win a Super Bowl with like an eight foot tall wide receiver? <laughs> His wingspan is longer than my garage. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody could cover him. No, yeah. not a single person in the league. <laughs> oh man! Well, 
Couldn't help notice Corey's over there blinking. How's that eye surgery going? Dude, my my eyes are t- killing me. I can see my eyes are all puffy and gross. <laughs> That's uh, eye surgery number five for me. Number five. This one happened in Canada, right? Yeah, we had to fly to Montreal because they have a, a piece of equipment that we don't have here in the States. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A little black market eye surgery? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not so much. The company's <laughs> own. It's an American-owned company. Yeah. Uh, but in, in Canada, you can actually pay for LASIK with insurance. Can't, oh. be, can't do that here because oh. it's just considered an elective thing. But it's the healthcare, yeah. yeah, yeah, super, super healthcare. Great for your eyes, bad for your overall health. But yeah, <laughs> if you like waiting, you know, three months to get an MRI. Yeah, but uh, no, it it's going well. But it's PRK and PRK is a little bit more uh, invasive, so it's uh, there's a little bit of pain pain there yeah. going on all day. Yeah, I've been I'm, trying to nap it off, and it's just not working. Now this all started with LASIK surgery, right? Yeah, I had a LASIK surgery that went uh, went south about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So just some, I mean, not it, the procedure wasn't questionable. I'm just a rare reaction to it. That's what and, I was going to say. And one they hadn't experienced. They don't do that procedure anymore, what? by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> like nationally because of me. <laughs> oh wow. No, like it was that. It was that rare. There was like two or three other people like me, like uh, between America and Canada. Yeah, I, I believe. Didn't y'all say it was like a like a one a less than one percent chance or a, like top deal? It was a. Yeah, well, I mean, I was one of two in twenty five years in this particular yeah. area. So, um, yeah, I mean. They've been they've been cool about it. Obviously, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But they uh, they paid for the flight, paid for my wife to fly out there with me, paid for all our meals. Good, pretty much a no expense trip to Canada and back for three days. Bought some real maple syrup and brought it back. Yeah, all Delish, right, delicious. How's, how's that stuff going? Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> real maple syrup is just a hundred percent different. It's is not it? helping then, his eyes any. No, no, <laughs> I can't dump it in my eyes and, and make it magically heal everything. But yeah, what all have you eaten it on? Uh, pancakes. Just pancakes? Just pancakes. Pancakes or waffles, guys? Pancakes. Pancakes. Really? They absorb butter better. Yeah? It's delicious. They taste better with chocolate chips in them. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I'm I will wa- say this. I think though. I'm a waffle guy. I think if I, get, if I go to Waffle House, though, it's a... I'm never going to Waffle it's House. It's a pecan and chocolate chip one. <laughs> yeah. It is delicious. You ever had a sweet potato pancake? Oh, that'd be good. Those are good. Those are real good. That sounds good. Like, yeah. I can do waffles just overall. It's just... It's easier to make pancakes. Yeah. I don't make waffles, but I, I do like waffles. I think if someone gave me a choice of I'll give you the best pancake that's ever been made or the best waffle that's ever been made, I'd probably take the waffle. Yeah? Yeah, I'm kind of a waffle guy. It's all, It's got the little troughs in there for you can put a little extra syrup in there and really get it going. That's yeah, a, if you like to drink your syrup as you're eating, I guess that makes sense. It's good. It's good. No, but I get the whole... Uh, Typical American overindulgence. That's what yeah. that is. But, okay, so I, I grew up in southeast Oklahoma. You'd think I grew up, you know, just hillbilly on biscuits and gravy or whatever else. My That's dad what actually, I assumed. My dad actually made crepes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he wants you to tell people over the air that he made crepes. Dad made crepes. Hey, funny story. A crepe in uh, the French province of Canada is a pancake. It's oh, yeah. not a crepe. And the lady looked at me like I was an idiot. Yeah. And I was like, no, this isn't a crepe. No. <laughs> She's like, you know, it's a pancake, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, well, do you have what I think is a crepe? And they're like, no. It's like, ah, oh. pancakes it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so crepe just means pancake. Yeah, crepe is just And pancake. we eat crepes because it's a French way of making pancakes? Well, it, I think the crepe that you're talking about is just a different country style of pancake. I think it's Swedish. 
Yeah. If I if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't. I don't know. know. It's just know. like a light pancake, right? I thought it's my a, dad It's a super it. it's a super thin <laughs> pancake. It's uh, I think the batter is slightly different. Yeah. Uh but I mean you have like It's not fluffy at all. Yeah, you have it's, like you have like a little rake thing that you put down and there's actually you're supposed to do it on the back side of a skillet, right? You don't actually do it in the skillet. Or there's yeah. like a certain thing. You can do it in the skillet. We made them in foods class. Yeah. Like I think last week you guys talked about home ec and stuff. I took yeah. 2 years of foods yeah. and like learned how to cook and stuff. We right? But I don't remember how I made a crepe. What were some of your uh, better things that you made? Uh, I made a red velvet cake. Really? And chili. Really? Um, but we did a, We had to do a lot of just the, like looking at the food pyramid, which I don't even think we go by anymore. Yeah. Uh, and knowing all that stuff. we I mean, we got to cook a little bit. Yeah. Foods 2 was all about cooking. Foods 1 was all about like the pyramid and stuff. I really? Made, I made creme brulee the other day. That is impressive yeah they had it at our our hotel really? and i ate it it was delicious and i was like i'll make that for myself and i ate like two of them dude i was so sick yeah <laughs> that is rich all it is is yolks and sugar oh yeah made cooked into a, a custard but it was uh oh, wow dude i thought i was gonna vomit Corey's a culinary rich. artist over here he must have took foods too as well <laughs> no i never did man i just watched a lot of youtube and yeah, yeah youtube's pretty fantastic. dude you can you can learn to make some pretty pretty decent Wait. stuff but it gets expensive because there's some you have to have some very particular tools to make some things we put mm -hmm. a, we put an exhaust manifold on a subaru one time from youtube and that pretty particular tools in that <laughs> tube Did by it work? the way <laughs> yeah man we, me and brandon smith we uh his old brandon it was gonna cost quite a bit to get it fixed and he was like man we can do this so he bought all the stuff and man <laughs> we we spent a day on it and he he was pretty he was pretty educated on it already but uh, i just kind of helped him and we Sit there and watch videos, and he got after it, man. So, yeah, YouTube YouTube's good, man, for learning things. Yeah, I did uh, see a deal though. I was trying to. I've got a, a knife I need to sharpen, and um, I was going to look up a YouTube video and just you know make sure I knew how to do it and I was doing it right because I'm not really a spin guy. spin the stone and you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that, it's one of those things I don't know how to do. You know, I've, I've generally lost a knife before it's ever gotten dull. So, uh, but I had one I needed to sharpen and I was like, well, I'm just going to Google it and make sure I know what I'm doing. Cause I always just, you know, kind of free handed or whatever. And uh, one of the first things I saw was a guy said, don't watch a bunch of YouTube videos cause they'll just confuse you. It's actually a simple process. Here's all you do. <laughs> I was like, that's, that might be true. You know, YouTube's great, but then sometimes maybe you're just kind of maybe yeah. putting too much into it. It's not that, not that complicated. So yeah. YouTube's the only reason I'm able to like do anything in my house. Yeah. Like we, uh, our heater just wasn't working. We got our gas turned off because we don't pay our bills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we did pay the bills, yeah. like gas comes back, but there was no heat. You got to turn on a pilot light, and I didn't know how to do that. Uh, a little, oh, no, I'm thinking hot water heater, a little thermocouple thing. Yeah. And, pilot light. and so I'm just like terrified that I'm going to burn, like, burn my house down if I just try to do it without like looking it up first. So, I mean, YouTube helped. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, help, they, there's help usually instructions even written written on the side of the. Yeah, <laughs> I told Lizzie. I said you guys might want to like four steps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get lighter. You. I don't know. Mine's really <laughs> old. It doesn't have any steps or anything. Push the on button there. in. Hold the button down. Hold it for 15 seconds. Let the button out if it stays lit. You're good. And yeah. stuff like that. You have to you have to turn a knob. You have to turn it, push it in, <laughs> yeah. and then and then set it to on. Yeah. I told Lizzie she might want to take Jubilee out and uh, go do <laughs> yeah. something while I'm doing yeah. this. Like if the house blows up, at least it's just me. No, I got I was I was kind of nervous the first time I relit the the pilot light on my on my water heater. Yeah, because the well because yeah. the thermocouple actually went out, so I had to pull it out, put a new one in. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, I was super nervous that it was going to blow up in my face. Like anytime I deal with gas, like even even when I get on my stove, man, it's kind of like you, you stay back because, you know, sometimes you turn it all the way up and the igniter doesn't catch it. So yeah. it's just like, like yeah. blowing gas out. Yeah. So you're like, oh, it's going to be kind of a big one. Man. Kind of back off a little bit. but So I've been lazy for the last probably 20 years. <laughs> I, I, I just buy match light charcoal when I grill out in the backyard. Hey, it works, man. Yeah. So you just you throw the match in there and it slowly builds up a little fire. Well, I was like, man, that stuff's expensive. It's cheaper. I'm just going to go back to using plain charcoal and just squirting all the fluid. <clears throat> well, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's everything you remember and everything you've seen from a comedy, man. It's just you forget the ball of fire that comes out after you do that. You have to kind of let it soak or do whatever. But even then, man, just this huge plume of, of smoke comes up and then this big fireball shoots out at you. So speaking of big fireballs, uh, did you ever did you ever go to the Southwest Church Camp? Uh, I mean, yeah, I know you've been out to Camp Rock Creek, but I didn't know how. I mean, no, I mean, I yeah, I didn't grow up anywhere around it. Like, yeah. So anyway, at the end of at the end of the camp session, and this is like the old school Camp Rock Creek. They used to bring in just they'd go and gather just tons of branches and stuff from out in the woods. They'd cut down trees and just build this massive bonfire. Yeah, just huge, like almost as tall as like this room. And they would just douse it in gasoline and just light it every year. And it was always kind of cool. Kind of a big flame would shoot up. And then everybody would go grab a log. And we'd all sit. And it was a big thing to have a date to the bonfire. You know, you'd go find a girl, take a date to the bonfire. And uh, one year, dude, they went out there. And they're just dumping lighter fluid, gas, lighter fluid, all this stuff all over it. Well, it rains. And they're like, oh, well. We're gonna have to go and re-put the gasoline and lighter fluid. Oh. Dude, it had already soaked into the logs and branches and everything. And you know, normally you could stand, you know, twenty feet back and be fine. But I remember, uh, I can't remember what the kid's name was, but he and his girlfriend were like up on the, that rock road, and they were probably ten feet away from it. Well, they thought it'd be cool to shoot like a flaming arrow into it this year. And I can't remember who it was, but <laughs> the guy lights it, dude. He shoots it, and the bonfire just straight up explodes. <laughs> <laughs> And like the girl and his date, they just both go boosh and it blows him across the road. Oh, <laughs> and we're all like, oh no. And I mean, flaming logs are just like flying everywhere, oh. dude. It was so epic. <laughs> Before, nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt. Just a couple yeah. of embarrassed kids. Singed but, eyebrows. Dude, it was it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, oh man. Yeah. There's, there's nothing better than a good old explosion that no one's expecting. <laughs> yeah. You have to ask some of the Southwest guys about it. See I if they have witnessed it. But it was uh, that was a good year. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I never got exploded by anything like that. But um, I did blow my face off almost with a. I don't know. Did you ever have uh, like a grandparent that had instead of a heater in their house, they had one of those old houses that just had like a had a gas heater, but it kind of it set out, you know, on the floor, and uh, you know what I mean. It's like a big yeah, unit, about. you know, and you yeah. could like. It would get hot all around it even. Uh, well, we had one of those at our deer camp, and we just hooked propane up to it. And I'm trying to get this thing lit, and it's got a little igniter, and it's not light, and it's not light. And I guess I didn't turn the gas all the way off, and I got, like, a match. And I was I went to push it in, you know, to, to get it going, and it had already been kind of going a little bit. And I flung that match in there, and my buddy was outside, and he just heard the... <laughs> like and he said the next thing he heard is oh, my eyebrows still there and he comes running in and he's like what just happened i was like man i think i blew my eyebrows off you know look you know are they still there and sure enough man i had just like little singed eyebrows on both sides awesome so, yeah it, it's uh it's always exciting when you've washed your eyebrows a couple times now haven't you yeah yeah shaved them <laughs> off for my wedding because i thought that'd be cool 
Oh man, that was my wife's never gonna let me live that. That's down. awesome. Yeah, it's in my wedding photos too. Like of all the photos you take, your wedding photo. Like you don't keep your graduation pic up in your house, but your wedding photo might actually stay up. You didn't have eyebrows at your wedding? Barely. So I uh, I was cutting my hair. I always just cut my own hair, and I was cutting my hair, and um, I had like a couple like just stray long eyebrows that were weird, and I was gonna just trim them with scissors, but I was like, man, there's a bunch of them. I'm just gonna take the clippers and do it. And I didn't grab the right guard, apparently. <laughs> and I took it down to a burr. And <laughs> so, yeah, I just, just white face, man. With just The light just glares off my face in all the pictures and then no eyebrows to be seen. So I need, we need to see those pictures, by those, the way. Those, those pictures are, uh, they're, they're not up because Brittany's embarrassed of me. I look ridiculous. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any pictures yeah. from our wedding. Yeah. Isn't it such a weird thing, though, man? You take pictures at all these events. Do you, do you like, you know, you just throw them in a drawer, it man? Seemed, it seems like it was a bigger deal back in the day. Like, my parents and stuff, like, it was a bigger deal to, like, catalog photos and stuff. But we store everything online. Like, right. all our pictures are online. Everybody puts their wedding photos up. Everybody puts their vacation photos up. Yeah. Like, and, and you get reminded of what you posted that day a year ago. Because my, my wife has, like, a time hop is a Facebook app, I think. Yeah. And it just shows you all the pictures you posted around a certain time frame. So, yeah. I mean, as long as the internet is a thing, like, they're always going to be there. Yeah. So, I think digital media has replaced I, the old school stuff. Everybody has a camera the that's one, really high quality. Yeah, and it used to be an event times. to come over and look at people's vacation photos. That's dude, weird. My, no, no, no. no <laughs> I, dude, I tell you, I we witnessed a couple of these parties where, like, the Branscombs would come over and my parents would hook a, an old school camera up to the TV. <laughs> and, I mean, videos, <laughs> like, terrible standard definition oh, videos, man. pictures, all that stuff. I mean, it... I bet All your right. dad, that's his favorite part of the vacation, but, is, but listen, is the slideshow. But listen, you, you laugh, you laugh yeah. but Facebook is the exact same thing. It is. It's, yeah. you. It is. it's you saying, hey, come and look at my pictures. Look what, look what we did. You need that dopamine. You need the likes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what we did. This is what we did, and it was fun, and, and you weren't there. So. Well, I think wedding ceremonies are overrated anyways. Yeah. And expensive. Yeah, my wife's like, real mad that no we point. didn't just elope, but I told her, I was right. like, "Look, man, my family would not be okay with that. They want to see us get married." So, dude, if I was to dump money into another business, I would build a wedding chapel. Just yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, it, average cost to rent a wedding chapel is around ten grand. Wow, yeah. and you can do two or three a weekend. Yeah, so you're talking about making thirty grand a week. Not a bad gig. Yeah, yeah. Or what you could do is just you know. You just build them that look cool in photos because that's all people care about anymore anyway. Yeah, you, the, way, the way you do it is you get about five to ten acres. You build a beautiful garden out there, and then you just have a decent chapel on the inside, like yeah. a chapel that looks good for photos, yeah. you know, a decent reception area, and then just a plain Jane's church-style, uh, what do you call them, a fellowship hall or a foyer right. or whatever, yeah. a kitchen, essentially, yeah. where people can just go in there and eat and dance and whatever. Yeah. And they just do the same thing for everybody over and over. And I mean, the place where I used to work had packages up to like twenty five grand, and they sold it a lot. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, on that on the north side of town, people have money, so mommy and daddy are willing to chip in a few thousand bucks. Yeah, but I mean, everything's catered, all the foods there. But I don't know. no, weddings are a business, man. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Speaking of businesses, man, I didn't mind on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> February's coming up, and it's going to be Valentine's Day. That, oh, yeah. that racket, so don't forget to... Uh, that is the worst. Is that the worst holiday? What do you think? I mean, yeah. It's, uh, is there a worse holiday than Valentine's Day? Not Besides really. all like the fake holidays, like National Dog Day. And nah, those, those, aren't, those aren't holidays. Yeah. No, I, I, Although I would, my wife did bring me pie for National Pie Day, which was like two days ago. Yeah, I didn't get that. 
So no, I would say I would say Valentine's Day because I, fifty cent corn dog day. That's good. Fifty cent corn dog day <laughs> is down. a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> it is a celebration, man. That's Does that include yeah. breakfast corn dogs? It's just a good yeah. deal. So Valentine's is pretty awful. Uh, yeah, I've uh, always messed up Valentine's Day. Yeah, really. Well, Valentine's oh, yeah. Day is like the only holiday. Like m- my wife and I, like when, once you have kids, Christmas is for the kids. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. birthdays you don't take too seriously after like twenty one. Mm-hmm. But it's just like Valentine's Day is like the one day where I can make my wife mad if I don't put any effort into it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. I take you out for nice meals all the time. Yeah, we've got an anniversary. That's yeah. the celebration of our love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but no, no, dude, I have to have an, my anniversary. I I better do something for that. My wife gets mad if I forget the anniversary of when we started dating. Oh, which I think is October twenty first. I don't even. Think I'm not quite Brittany, sure. I don't think Brittany and I even agree on the year we started dating. We just yeah. we decided that was our dog's birthday. Oh yeah, we didn't know when he was born. He was a stray, and so we just like, make that it, the timeline fit up. November ninth. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's your birthday. So we just don't forget. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But no, there's there's a few days where my wife gets mad if like Mother's Day is another one, man. If you yeah. don't put effort into Mother's, if you don't put effort into Mother's Day, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. You better put your kid's hand like on a handprint and put it on a card or something, or have her do a doodle or. See, yeah, I'm not good at these. Mad. I, got, I did a footprint last year. There you go. Yeah. Brittany has to remind me her birthday's coming up. Like I'm, I'm just bad with dates. It's, it's not. I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think most guys are just bad about not paying attention to, you know, when it is, unless it's you know like hunting season or something like that. But, you know, it's pretty typical. Guys are bad with 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 dates. In fact, uh, my buddy Justin, he has a card in his wallet that his aunt made for everyone in their family, and it has every major date that he's supposed to remember, and he just has to pull it out and check it, which. I've told Brittany to make me that multiple times, so <laughs> it's on, it's her, on her. Yeah, yeah, it's technically on her, but uh, but yeah, that, you know, bad with dates. So, Nurses Day, you know, she's a nurse, so like National Nurses Day, you know, all these people are gonna do things for her at the hospital and stuff, you know. And I guess I probably better recognize it. So, you're a teacher now; they have a Teachers Day. Teacher appreciation. We have a whole week. Yeah, they have a teachers appreciation week, man. Yeah, get a lot People of apples. buy me snacks apples. and get some apples. Get cards. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, and this is a, probably a very negative take. When I was a kid, I didn't like going to school, and I didn't like teachers, and I haven't outgrown that. <laughs> I, I can. Well, and I, I had this. Argu- I haven't gotten better. I, I had this argument during the teacher strikes where like <laughs> teachers are like the heroes of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> I can remember having like three good teachers. I'm sorry, my in my 12 years of schooling. Oh, there no, was zero in college. They all suck. None yeah. of my kids are going to come back and see me and say you influenced <laughs> you my life. My you changed. Life. Yeah, no, no, like I mean, there's there's so few teachers. Yeah. Unfortunately, the one I run into at the ballpark all the time is my favorite. Name is Butcher, but like, yeah. I just don't remember any teacher yeah. that had such an influence on my life that they cared about their job so much that it was like Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, <laughs> going into the inner city and saving the world. <laughs> I mean, and don't get me wrong. I know that there are teachers, especially the ones that are members of the church that just put a lot of effort and do a yeah, lot of we, charitable things there, for there their kids. Good ones. I mean, we, we help ours out with some fundraiser stuff all the time, but I mean, it's just like, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a cop and I don't, I don't expect anybody to give me any thank you. <laughs> I put some effort into it, but hey, I'm not out there well, trying to save the other, world. Other controversial statement. As a guy who's broken a lot of laws, I, I never really liked the police either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting here with a, with a teacher and a cop thinking, I don't really feel like hey, I'm I can't comfortable wait, right I can't now. wait till I'm begging for a raise and Jess on the other <laughs> side like, of the table. Feel like yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I'm going to get homework and arrested at the end of this podcast. No, teachers, I have no opinion on land surveyors. Yeah, no. and no one does. No one knows me. <laughs> Whatever, man. My property line's so crooked. <laughs> 
no one knows the surveyor exists and the way i know is because we stand in the middle of the road nobody swerves man <laughs> they don't even know we're there they, yeah. they treat us like it's not a big deal that there's a guy in an orange vest in the middle of the road no te- teachers teachers always need more money but no yeah. i just like to give them a hard time yeah it i like my pay like <laughs> i think that we could get paid more but i'm not about to yeah go chant about it somewhere yeah yeah i mean like i said i think they should get paid more i think they need to audit the system first yeah i agree no i think that's that's the sense because there's probably a lot of money there yeah yeah well yeah my and and my opinion is completely biased on you know my experience as a as a kid who did not act right got a lot of paddlings (laughs) of that nature well, so. i don't get to do that anymore so oh see and that's a shame because uh i actually had a teacher one time who tried to give me um he tried to give me sentences he said all right you're gonna write like 200 times because it was it was i mean he was fed up with me so he's like you're gonna write like 200 times or whatever this paragraph that he wrote out and i was like listen dude can you just paddle me like <laughs> you can paddle just me, hit me as many times as you want <laughs> and as hard as you want because i can get over that I do not want to write these sentences. And he's like, no, he's like, you need to write these sentences. I was like, well, how about this? Cause he was my math teacher. I was like, give me like 30 math problems to do because writing sentences, my biggest problem with it is it's, it goes nowhere. It does nothing. It's a waste of time. At least if you're going to force me to waste my time doing something, let it be something that's going to like benefit me. I'll, I'll do 50 math problems or whatever. And he was like, all right, there you go. He goes, everybody else gets, cause you know, I don't know if y'all had this, but whenever you'd get your, your math homework, it was always like a, a spacing of problems you had to do. You never mm-hmm. had to do all of the problems. It was always just, you know, like do, you know, one through 30, but only the even. Yeah, or only the even's the odd or because whatever. Because like the, what was it? It was like the evens were, had the answers were in Had the, the back. answers and in the back. That was like the reasoning that. behind that yeah. normally. So I think what I ended up doing was I just had to do like all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, paddlings were great because they, they were, they were terrible in the fact that, you know, you didn't want to get a paddling, especially from someone who could swing the paddle. But once it was over, it was over. You know, it was over. The negative experience was over. And, you know, you went about your business and you knew that, you know, you're going to get lit up. You did that again, so you didn't do it again. I don't get why paddling's got taken away. I, I'm that guy, though. Well, kinda, everything's abuse now. I mean, That's when right. I was a child, it had already been taken away. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. I mean, I'm that it, much older than you. It was on its way out whenever I was in school. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. a true millennial. But oh, my, you're actually too old, right? My, Only me and Corey are yeah. millennials. My principal was uh, Uther Daniel's wife, so. She had direct connections to our family, so she had extra permissions. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I ever got out of line, I was going to get killed. I had, out back. I had a teacher who, uh, her husband worked with my dad, and she told me on the first day of class, she said, you know, my husband works with your dad, and, you know, I already told him that I'm strict, and I hope that that's not going to be a problem. And he said that he was okay with the strictness, and he was okay with whatever punishment I choose and whatever else, and he said that you might be difficult. So, like, dad was like, I think she kind of went into this, like, you know, if I'm hard <laughs> on your kid, if I'm strict on your kid, you know, I don't want this to affect the fact that, you know, we're going to know each other because our, you know, husband works with you and stuff. And dad was like, completely opposite. he's like, you need to know my son. He's going to push all your buttons, get in him, you know, do whatever you have to do. Well, mom came up, you know, you have your nine weeks, they'd come up and they'd, you know, talk about your report card or whatever else. Yeah. And, uh, mom said, how's Jeff doing? You know, he hasn't, you know, come home with any, with any major, you know, issues or disciplinary things. And she said, it's fine. She's like, he starts, you know, doing whatever. I tell him stop. He doesn't take him outside, give him a swat. He comes in and he just acts right. She said it, you know, I, you know, have to just give him a little swat and he's, he's good. You know, he just, you know, has trouble focusing and things like that. And mom said, well, you're not having to do that a lot, are you? She was like, well, I don't know. I keep track of it. 
She had paddled me 30 times in that nine <laughs> weeks. So, you know, you just had to grab my attention. That's all. That's all it took. But then I was good after that. That was actually, you know, I was, I was actually a, a pretty good student, you know, up until that, you know, that was, I think I got my, she gave me my first C in handwriting, but everything else I did good in. And uh, she did good with me. She was. I can't teacher. remember actually ever getting punished in elementary school by the school. Like we got citations that we would get, and we'd have to go talk to the principal, yeah. and then we'd go back to the classroom, and that was it. But my parents were like, when I got home, I got lit up. Yeah. And I had to write sentences. Uh, I had to write the school rule. I'd Your start, school never disciplined you. I mean, they gave it. That was it. They gave us citations. I don't ever remember like missing a recess. I, we didn't get spanked. Really. I don't. I don't recall ever getting anything, but they. But my parents enforced it. I had good parents. Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely we got in trouble for a lot of things. Normally, they would take away recess, or they'd put you at a separate table for lunch. Yeah. You, you know, you'd have to sit out in the hall, or you'd have to sit at the back of the class. So I had a teacher. Uh, I think it was sixth grade. I had a teacher that once he, he was Jewish, and once he found out my dad was a Church of Christ preacher, like I had a bullseye on my head, <laughs> which seems really weird because normally they're like non-confrontational just like most christians are but it's just yeah. it was super weird that he would like go after me and he, like my dad my dad will tell you the exact same story like this dude would go after me yeah and so like i remember one day i went out to school or i went out to recess and dude he comes out there and like charges me he's like get back inside i told you you had detention for recess i put that note on your desk you have detention for recess yeah and i was like i don't remember doing anything i have no clue as to why i would have had detention this day but the thing was, is like he took the note, or there was a, another girl that was like his little cohort, little teacher's pet, like wrinkled it up and just threw it in the trash. And then he tried to tell my dad that I took it, wrinkled it up, and threw it in the trash so I could go to recess. And I'm like, no, I'm not. At that point in time, like I did not. Ha- I was a. I was definitely a beta male. Like yeah. I was like, if you told me, I would just cry. And be like, okay, I'm just. <laughs> no. It's not like I would be like, no. Take that teacher. Like it just wasn't yeah. going to happen. And my, he and my yeah. dad had a little back and forth. Oh man, I would, I got uh, suspended in junior high. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, Matt, you know, I'm a special ed teacher now. Yeah. Oh, okay. In junior high, uh, I got suspended for punching a kid that was in the special ed program. Get out of here, <laughs> man. You are not allowed to come on this podcast. Ever. I mean, I'm paying for it <laughs> now. Hey, listen. I, I'm a special ed teacher now. I, I've got my retribution in. I can yeah. actually, I, I can do one worse, man. I can do one way worse. So we're in Iraq, and uh, there's patrol bases all over. Uh, there's uh, towers all over our patrol base. And it, they're run by the Air Force. Well, an Air yeah. Force guy says, hey, we have a suspicious character. I can see him physically like pointing and counting the number of vehicles in, uh, in our convoys that are leaving the gate. You guys need to go pick him up. So I was on QRF, the Quick Reaction Force. We have like a 15-minute recall. You got to be you know, gunned up and ready to go 15 minutes. So you know, we're at the chow hall. We go flying back, get all our gear on. We go flying out there. Well, <laughs> I had just gotten like a brand new pair of boots. My driver pulls me up in like the biggest mud puddle ever. I jump out, jump into the mud. My boots just sink. I'm already mad. So I go charging after this kid. He's wearing like a, a business suit, which is weird, but he puts his fists up like this. So I just butt stroke him as hard as I can. I just crack his face wide open, knock oh. him unconscious. We put him in zip ties. We throw him in the back of the truck and we take him back uh, to be interrogated. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> our translators are talking to the family. And the family's like, no, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. Well, they're crazy is mentally handicapped. Oh. And they told the story, and the story was he counts 150 vehicles every day, and he thinks that the 151st vehicle takes him to computer school. 
Oh, there, but there is the no poor guy. But there is no bus that ever comes, and there is no computer school. And now he thinks that the 148th vehicle gets him flopped <laughs> onto his no, face. No, dude, I felt terrible. I think they paid the family. Like, the going rate for, like, our mistakes in Iraq was, like, $5,000. Mm. Yeah. No, but, like, that one was the one that just kind of uh, squeezed at le- at the least guts it was a little bit. A, at, at least it was a situation where, you know, it was an, it was an accident. Yeah. I feel like Chris's... Was a nefarious action. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're, I'm in middle school. It's, you know, junior that's, high. I'm like sixth even grade or something like that. Yeah, you're a terrible human being. There's, there's, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. He, yeah. he, <laughs> he called there's no me. no redeeming yourself, man. He called me gay. Yeah. Well, and, that's a hate crime, so. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where are we going? And so I punched him. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he crumpled. Oh man, you're proud of yourself. No, I can see I'm not in your pr- eyes. Like I didn't punch him that hard, but Deplorable. like he thought I punched him hard. So yeah, it, like it didn't down. matter. I could have just like tapped him, and he would have gone he pulled down. the Tom Brady. He flopped. Yeah, he flopped. Yeah, he so. flopped. Well, that's that's. I had to write like a letter to his parents and apologize to. and to I hope him. You, and I hope you do feel guilty for that. And I wasn't allowed like that day off of school was not a fun day. I think I was grounded from electricity that day. <laughs> well, I wasn't allowed to open the fridge either. They like, make you take a cold shower. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever pulled off one aggressive act until I joined the military. I never threw a punch. Like yeah. me and my brother wrestled a little bit and spit on each other, but other than that. <laughs> You ever heard the stories of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning? Peyton would hold Eli down and then hawk a loogie and hang it just above his face and make him name every quarterback in the NFL, and if he missed one, he would drop it. (laughs) That's because Peyton Manning's a trash human being. He's not as bad as you, but he's not a good guy. <laughs> the, the whole being a Browns fan is making more sense. I'm actually surprised you're not a uh, Bengals fan yeah. you know, after hearing your stories. But uh, I thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> you thought about it. Now, I, honestly, um, I think my worst one was um, was I hit a girl when I was in elementary school, uh, and you know, please say it was a special ed girl. No, it wasn't. It was actually a girl who totally could have beat me up. So, uh, so most girls. Well, we we were on we were on the bus, and I, and I remember I was like in probably like second grade, like something like that, third grade. I was, I was pretty little, uh, but the Karate Kid Part Two had come out. You know where at the end, you know it's the whole like he just backhands the guy because apparently that's an you know a special move that yeah. no one's ever seen before except for a few people with drums who apparently they all had them so he should have seen it coming because everybody in there had one of those drums so he should have known what it was but anyways long story short we were on the bus and she grabbed me and literally picked me up out of my seat and threw me out of it and uh like kept pushing me in my back as i was like going down the aisle and man, I don't know, just being a stupid little kid, I just turned around and I just swung the back of my hand and it caught the tip of her nose and just blood went everywhere. <laughs> and I it said, like she deserved it. I said, oh no, the, the worst punishment wasn't the fact that I had to go to the office the next day because I dreaded that, you know, I dreaded that going to the office. Um, so all day I'm sitting there, they're going to calm me down. And then all of a sudden it comes over the intercom. Well, Jeffrey Tucker, come down to the office, you know. So I go down to Mr. Hubbard's office. We had all been told he had an electric paddle and like all the, you know, these crazy stories that kids would come up with, urban legends. I go down there and he gives me a good lecture. He was a fantastic man. He, he gives me a good lecture. He gives me my paddling and I go back. And that was all fine. You know, it was my first run in with the principal. But then I had to ride that bus every day 
while her older brother would sit on me and her little brother would just punch <laughs> me in the face until my nose would bleed. <laughs> the real punishment. <laughs> and this went on for probably about a week or so, and I just kind of had to take it uh, because, you know, I earned it. But, uh, you know, so I, I took that pounding, you know, like I was supposed to. And and her little brother was actually ends up being, you know, one of my best friends, you know, love that guy to death. So, but, uh, yeah, that was... I guess that was my worst worst act, but uh, no, most of uh, most of my stuff is minor in comparison to the atrocious acts of Chris McKnight. <laughs> yeah, so kind of kind of regret having him on the podcast now. <laughs> I I feel icky all over. Yeah, basically. terrible. So, yeah, I feel like I need to make a statement. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's anything you can say that'll make it better. I think this is one of those where you just you know just accept it, man. That, it was a terrible thing that I did. I regret my actions. <laughs> Wait, how, how I old, take no joy in how, what I did. How old were you? It was like fifteen. <laughs> no, thirteen. No, I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, twelve or thirteen. I was a dumb junior high kid. All junior high kids are the worst. Yeah, well, you are a minor. Your record's been expunged. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> No, I, the first time I went to jail, I was in eighth grade, and uh, the, the reason the reason I went was because uh, so we had, in eighth grade we kind of got in this wild um, behavior. All the kids at school did. I don't know. We 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 went feral for some reason, <laughs> and uh, it got to where like there was kind of just a mob of people walking around, and like someone would point out like get that guy. And they would, everybody would just dogpile the dude and just start like kind of punching him and, you know, just jacking with him. Well, this one kid got dogpiled on and it had been happening to a lot of people, but he got mad and he was like ready to fight and kill everyone. And he ended up having to go to the office because he couldn't calm down. Because one of the teachers that saw it, she saw what all the kids were doing and she thought it was just kids being kids, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We weren't really being mean as just real rough and ornery and everything about it, but... So I guess some people's definition might be different. You know, I guess a dog pile's a different deal nowadays. It, you know, 19... I might let it happen at recess. Yeah, 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 I think it was like 1991 when this went down. So things were maybe a little the year different. I was born. Yeah, so, so anyways, this kid, he gets fighting mad. Well, that night, some wrestling matches had come to Broken Bow. It had this big, uh, this big sports complex they were going to come to. And I went with my friend, uh, Bryant, and... Me and Bryant, we're at the wrestling matches, and we get ready to leave. And Donald, the kid that got had dogpiled on, uh, he's like, hey, I know you're the one that pointed me out. You know, let's take it outside. So as everybody else is kind of in the wrestling matches still, Bryant and Donald go outside, and they're doing the whole deal where they're both, you know, like fist up, looking at each other, throw the first punch. No, you throw the first punch. <laughs> and typical kid stuff, they're going back and forth. Neither one of them's thrown a punch yet. Well, we had ridden with Bryant's grandma. She comes around, and she said, hey, where's Bryant at? I said, well, he's around the corner. He's getting in a fight with Donald. And she said, well, go get him. I'm ready to leave. So <laughs> She just cares about the schedule. Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, I'm ready to leave. Oh, th- th- this family was fantastic. I loved growing up with them. So anyway, so I, I'm going around the corner to get him. I'm like, hey, Bryant. I was like, your grandma says we got to go, so you're going to have to just end this thing right now. This is going to have to happen later. Well, I had my back to Donald, and he pushes me in my back. And, man, I just, again, got real, real mad about it. And I turn around, and with all I have, I swing a punch, and I hit him right in the ear, <laughs> like right <laughs> in the ear. And he just gets, you know, fuming mad again. 
and he starts coming after me and i'm a little kid i don't know what to do so i just remember i reached up and i grabbed his hair and i just pushed his head down and like he's just kind of you know running towards me and i'm just holding his head down the whole time and then we all just get mobbed by adults and because it was you know in town at a public event a wrestling event, no they, less. A wrestling event. We'd gotten amped up watching these guys. Uh, Drop the leg. Dude, and they were those guys that they cut themselves. Oh, so, yeah. like, they bled all over the place. Uh, but anyway, so I ended up getting taken to jail. While I'm there, they started interrogating me about a teacher's house that had gotten, like, toilet papered and everything else because my name was on a short list of people they thought <laughs> might have done it. I had nothing to Still do with that. to this day. Yeah, yeah. Had nothing to do with it, by the way. But anyway, so then they called the parents up and everything, and my parents had to come pick me up at jail and, and all that. And then this is the worst part. So Donald and his brother, their family, they, they owned this little bar um, just out in the country that was uh, called The Jungle, and it was known for, like, chicken fights and all kinds. Of, it was like a rowdy <laughs> place, man. So anyways, like, they, you know, these probably weren't the kind of kind of dudes you wanted to, you know, get in bad with. And uh, I remember his older brother, he was extra scary. He's quite a bit older than me. Well, at the Broken Bow football field, the bathrooms were under the stands. The stands were this big concrete structure. And it was just this kind of dark and uh, dingy little room with just a trough along the wall. And, man, I walk in there, and all of a sudden I hear, like, and I'm the only one in there, and it's, like, barely lit. And I hear this, <laughs> and he's like, hey. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay. And I was like, hey. He's like, you remember when you got in a fight with my brother? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'll be honest with you, man. I, that just kind of happened. You know, he pushed me. I got mad. I probably shouldn't have swung a punch. He was like, before they came and got you, I had a knife. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So, you, you, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just like, I don't, what do I do? So, I just started walking out. And, like, dude just kind of looked at me and glared at me. And, man, I just walked out. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. You almost caught a shiv, man. I know, right? <laughs> I'm eighth grade. Leave me alone. And then <laughs> next day, my buddy John the Pedrick calls me up. And he's just like, dun, 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 <laughs> Doing the Rocky theme. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty wild one. So, I didn't get in a lot of fights or anything. I got just whooped when I was uh, older uh, one time, but I didn't get in a lot of fights. Uh, that, that, was probably my, that was probably my first real one was O'Donnell getting thrown in jail. But got me, got me in the system. <laughs> probably still end up on some short lists. Uh, yeah, I've been in the paper before. Uh, let's just say <laughs> that. I had no reason to go into all that action, but uh, – yeah, I wasn't I wasn't always the respectable man you see before you. Much like yourself, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing that we've done successfully on this podcast is ruin everybody's image. Yeah, yeah. I think our reputations are completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I honestly feel better about myself though. So that that's good. That's a plus. <laughs> It's like being on the uh, the psychiatrist's uh, couch, getting it all out yeah. there, getting it all out there, getting it all out confession there. Confession is good yeah, for the conf- soul. <laughs> public confessions. Well, yeah, well, you know, without without the big guy here, you know, we get the whole podcast without talking about Dookie at least. So we got that going <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, well, where well, are we at on time? Man, we are at an hour and twenty two minutes. All right, we better cut this one short. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, feel free to uh, hit the like button. Uh, feel free to uh, subscribe to our, our channels and uh, go check us out. We're, uh, we're out there on most media platforms. So, Top of the Dude Chain Podcast. We are out.